In the name of all the priests of the Institute of Christ the King, we would like to wish you a happy Feast of the Good Shepherd. And we certainly recommend each one of us, your priests, to your daily prayers and sacrifices. And in return, of course, be assured of all our prayers and sacrifices during these trying times. Every year in the Institute of Christ the King, we take up a collection, a special collection on that day for the seminary, International Seminary of the Institute of Christ the King in Gricciliano, Italy. The seminary's needs are as great as ever. But we know this is an especially trying time for all of you. If you are able to make a donation to the seminary this year, you may make your check out to the Institute of Christ the King and put seminary collection in the memo. You may mail your check to the Institute Provincial Headquarters here in Chicago. You may also send your donation through our online donation option by clicking the donation tab at the right, top right corner of our website, institute-christ-king.com and by selecting International Seminary. Thank you very much for your great generosity towards your priest, your priest of tomorrow. Please know that your intentions are remembered especially at the Holy Altar at the Seminary Chapel in Gricciliano. Come, follow me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. I do not preach very often on the vocation, the gifts of the priestly vocation, but I think today, of course, Good Shepherd Sunday is a good opportunity to do so. We hear pretty often about married life, about family life, we hear a lot about the sacrament of confession, the Holy Eucharist, but we do not hear so much about holy orders and religious life. Today, as we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, let us turn our eyes on the most beautiful vocation men can ever receive. I have separated you from the people, that you shall be mine, says the book of the Leviticus. First, let us give a few interesting but alarming figures. Listen carefully and take notes. These figures can be found online thanks to a survey that was held by and published by the U.S. Catholic Bishops' Conference. 448. This is the total number of potential ordinance for the class of 2020 here in the United States. 448 versus 548 in 2016, representing a loss of almost 20% in just four years. The average age for the class of 2020 is 34 years old. About three out of 10 of the ordinance were born outside of the United States. In 2016, and I hope the numbers haven't changed for the worse since then, seven in 10 to 70% indicate they served as an altar boy before joining the seminary. About 7 in 10 report regularly praying the rosary 
and participating in Eucharistic adoration before also entering the seminary. Of the 2020 ordination class, the vast majority, 82%, will enter the diocesan priesthood with other entering religious life or society of apostolic life. Some more numbers. In 1950, the number of both diocesan and religious priests in the United States was 50,500. In 2020, this number is 37,302. If we believe that there are still 70.4 million Catholics in the United States today, that's about one priest for nearly 2,000 faithful. Catholic sisters and nuns in the United States. 200,000 nuns in 1965, falling to 56,000 in 2010. We lost in about 40 year, 45 years more than two-thirds of them. Let us now look at the other side of the coin the more positive and certainly more uplifting side and view on this situation. And I can say that I am very grateful to Divine Providence, as many of the other priests who are ordained with me, on, or priest members of the Institute of Christ the King, or other traditional communities, when I realized that out of the 13 young vocations that joined with me the seminary, only four of them left the seminary after discerning, which is normal, that it wasn't their vocation. But out of these four, two of them are, have been ordained for other communities since then. This is certainly a sign, a sign of a healthy community, thanks again to God's grace. No magic here, no extraordinary means, but simply offering to these young vocations what the Church has always offered. A strong spiritual life, a life based on community life due to our status, especially status as canons, and our Salesian, St. Francis de Sales, and Benedictine spirituality, St. Benedict, and a solid intellectual formation following the footsteps of St. Thomas Aquinas. And the reason for such dramatic figures is not because God does not call any more workers to work for his vineyard. God is certainly still calling his servants, his disciples. His infinite love for men cannot cease despite the storm that seems to shake the very fundaments of our faith. If the priests understood fully his priesthood, he honored, he would die, not of fear, but of love, says the great patron saint of priesthood, St. John Marie Vianney. And he continues, St. Bernard tells us that everything has come to us through Mary, and we may also say that everything has come to us through the priest. Yes, all happiness, all graces, all heavenly gifts. If we had not the sacrament of orders, we should not have our Lord. 
Who placed him here in the tabernacle? It was the priest. Who was it that received your soul on its entrance into life? The priest. Who nourishes it to give it strength to make its pilgrimage? Again, the priest. Who will prepare it to appear before God by washing that soul for the last time in the blood of Jesus Christ? The priest. Always the priest. And if that soul comes to the point of death, who will raise it up? Who will restore it to calmness and peace? Again, the priest. You cannot recall one single blessing from God without finding side by side with this recollection the image of the priest. End of quote. But let us also ask ourselves in these most trying times, what is the image we have of the priest? What is the image we give around us of the priest to our friends, relatives, family members? What is the image I give to my children of the priest? What can we expect of Catholic vocations to priesthood if when talking about priests in our families or among friends, we only hear and talk about their weaknesses, their imperfections, the sad examples we have of unfaithful priests. Please, please let pagan media take care of this ugly task. The priest remains a human being, affected by original sin, weakened because of his imperfections. But the character that he received on the day of his ordination, the hand of the bishop, to, to set him apart, he has been consecrating to the exclusive service of the altar, the exclusive service of God for the salvation of souls. Your priest, therefore, isn't a social worker. Your priest isn't a state functionary that receives his pay at the end of the day, after having performed his show, or after having distributed the sacraments as we give away medicine at the grocery store, your priest has been configured to the High Priest, Christ our Lord. Your priest has been taken aside from the rest of the flock to be the servant of the altar of God, crucified with his Lord on the cross. Altar Christus, another Christ. Your priest has to perform his mission, his duty with fear and trembling because this is the highest duty men can ever be entrusted with. And your priest, on that dreadful day of his appearance before God, will be judged accordingly. O oh, my child, writes the great St. Francis de Sales, bethink you that just as the bee, having gathered heaven's dews and earth's sweetness juices from amid the flowers, care is it to her hive. So the priest, having taken the Savior, God's own Son, who came down from heaven, the Son of Mary, who sprang up as earth's choicest flower from the altar, feeds you with that heavenly bread, that bread of sweetness and of all delights." And of quote. Young men, therefore, I beg you, and young women as well, I beg you in your prayers, ask yourselves seriously 
before God. Is God calling me? Am I ready to leave father and mother's family, friends, to work in his divine vineyard? This is the legitimate question that I think every good Catholic should ask himself or herself. Not, of course, that anyone and everyone is called to follow him in that more intimate union, but some might be called, but afraid to answer the call, the call to answer to the voice of our Lord. How can I know, you will tell me, how can I know that God is calling me? How can I be certain that I am called to follow him? Blessed Colomba Marmio has these touching lights while writing to a young vocation. I pray for you with all my heart, and I ask our Heavenly Father to guide you according to his holy will. If I may give you a piece of advice, I will tell you not to worry. God will make you know his will and his designs in his good time. And I add, God's time, as we know, is not most of the time our time. So then, if you do not see very clearly during your retreat or the time you take to think about it, don't torment yourself. Say to God, I want to be thine entirely, but in thy way. No, my child, you are certainly not a saint. Your virtue is still very weak, but our Lord is calling you to perfection. He wants your heart, but you must have a great reverence for the will of God, who is the Supreme Master, and who alone has the right to call you where He wishes you to be. For the moment, God does not manifest His will clearly. Therefore, let us wait in peace. While waiting to know God's will, do all for His love." End of quote. So from this passage, two attitudes can be perceived in the way we should listen to the call of our Master. Openness of heart and mind and peace. Always be open to His divine will, rejecting with all your heart anything that can be or become an obstacle to His love and to His voice. Open wide the gates of your heart and mind, and let His love penetrate your entire being. And certainly, a deep interior peace will come in your heart as a certain sign of His presence. Families now, dear families, pray for your priest. Pray for your priests, future priests, and for religious vocations. Not for the neighbor, but of course also in your own family as well. Pray now for those who will bring your children and the children of your children to the altar of God and to the path that leads to eternal salvation. You must ask the Lord to whom the harvest belongs to send laborers out for the harvesting. Pray daily, O Lord, give us priests. O Lord, give us holy priests. O Lord, give us many holy priests and religious vocations. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.